0: Hello and welcome to this edition of Advice Worth Keeping, KPMG's podcast series in which we interview KPMG leadership and subject matter experts, as well as third-party and client executives and thought leaders on key global business, socioeconomic, and geopolitical market trends and topics. My name is Stan LaPique. I lead market research and thought leadership at Earth for the KPMG Global Management Consulting Practice. And I'm your host for this podcast series. Welcome to the second of this two-part podcast series on autonomous vehicles, featuring Danny Lee, a principal in the U.S. firm and leading expert on cybersecurity and the automotive industry. In the first podcast, we discussed the current state of autonomous vehicles, and Danny provided a framework to assess and understand the autonomous vehicle market from three perspectives, that of public safety security of the car, and the personal user experience. Danny, in our discussions in the first podcast, it became clear that in discussing autonomous vehicles, we're talking about much more than just cars and trucks that drive themselves. We're talking about something much broader and more impactful, both from the perspective of the automotive, as well as other adjacent industries, and industries that historically were not adjacent at all to the automotive market. So what are these broader ramifications?
1: So before I go down that path, I just want to remind everyone that this is focused on what we call cyber is really three major objectives or principles that we want to achieve. One is security, being able to control and lock down the things that should be locked down. Two is availability or resilience, the ability to be available and to use as when and how you intend to use it. And then three is this concept of privacy and personalization, which is really allowing you to keep what's yours and getting the experience you want out of uh, your context. And when we apply those, as you've said, in in the other industries, are there cybersecurity enabling or issues, risks, opportunities that show how this can go beyond just the car? I mentioned earlier about the personal safety, which actually is huge because we're looking at technology and Internet and virtualization and now moving to the physical world the intercommunication between all the components and OEMs and the service providers within your ride, and then lastly, that bit on privacy. And as we look at how other industries may be impacted, one of the things that I talk to some of our clients and some of the regulators about is how the connected vehicle can help to manage urban planning. Now, that's a bit of a leap for many at first. But when you really think about it, the mapping and how traffic is managed within the city actually has significant influence on how cities are urbanized, gentrified, commercialized, and so forth. If a city is able to manage itself and drive preferred paths, routes for cars, either at premium or standard pricing, not tolls, but really more to drive where your destinations may be. You want to go for a coffee. Well, I'll drive you to this coffee place versus that coffee place. So then you have the economics of retail getting in there vying for your ride. And now you're thinking, why am I even having to pay for a ride? Maybe the restaurant wants me to go there and they're willing to pay for it. You have urbanization, you have retail vying for your personalized data, Cause they know that you eat out three times a week. If you elect to share that and you want to monetize that, then you may get ride shares for free. But you might have to go to certain parts of the city versus others because the city is trying to urbanize or change the patterns of economics. This is actually a very real capability today. It's just one example of how a consumer can interact with a technology player, get delivered a industrial market automotive experience to a retail consumer goods environment, and yet also include local city regulators.
0: Well, that certainly paints a very expansive picture of what we should be thinking about when we think of autonomous vehicles and their ramifications and their enablers. One question I was thinking about as you are going through it, Danny, particularly in talking about some of the issues around Cybersecurity, for example, is that in many cases, but not all, uh, these vehicles will be personal vehicles, or they may be small fleet vehicles, or they may be large fleet vehicles in the case of Uber or Lyft or other transportation firms. But I would assume that whoever's the owner, they're going to have a personal responsibility, so it's relative to things like cybersecurity. Correct me if I'm wrong, but things like keeping your software up to date. I guess the analogy I'm thinking of is that a lot of people have computers but don't change their passwords, or they have simple passwords don't upgrade the firmware on their routers. They do a lot of other things that puts them at risk. With autonomous vehicles, are there are going to be ways to address cybersecurity from the standpoint of making it more automatic or making it more thorough given that one thing to get your PC hacked, it's another thing to get your car hacked going down the highway. From the cybersecurity perspective of actually making it work on an ongoing basis in the real world, are there going to be things that are done differently or different capabilities in the systems where this won't be too big of a worry?
1: That is terrific. That is terrific. You may have uh, handed me a bit of an underhanded pitch here. So if we go back to the beginning of the computer PC age. you know, Everybody had a PC. They connected it to the phone wire. They do their little word processing and spreadsheet in the old days. And eventually somebody said, you need somebody to come over and fix the PC because the configuration got too complex and there were problems with it. And as the computer began to get online more, we started to hear about viruses and then the need to subscribe to antiviruses. And then that broadened to firewalls and routing and all of these type of technical intrusion detection and all this security stuff that needs to be put in place. And that industry started to grow. Now we're thinking about identity theft is free in many instances when you're engaged with the financial services market. My point in that is, as you see, the security and assurance and comfort and protection industries growing with growth of technology because there is an actual demand And that industry is becoming so pervasive, particularly if you look at computers today, antivirus is almost embedded in many of the operating services right now that we use today. Not commoditized, but there are different segmentations of simple things as uh, antivirus, malware, and and ransomware type of protection out there. I think that we look into the future and how interactive we will be and how demanding we will be for our personalization and our experience. There is a great, opportunity to provide protection and assurance to the user as they traverse all of these players within the ecosystem? Could there be a personal protecting agent or a personal experience antivirus? I think there's room for that. We want to experience that ride from your home to a restaurant, traveling to the city, all different players there. How do I make sure that my information is managed correctly through that entire process? And we see today in the media about social network and the misuse and the abuse of personal information, not just by individual companies, but also by nation state. It's real, it's already here. There's a demand, there's a risk, and to that, we have to have a responsive opportunity. How do we create a solution that is commercially viable, that is vibrant enough, and that it goes beyond this demand for protection, but a demand for an enhanced experience? I think there's a huge opportunity there, and we are, in fact, working with players within the ecosystem that are already thinking progressively in that fashion.
0: Sounds like a good opportunity where bringing in the experts really is a good idea for the users of these vehicles. That's good to know. Danny, we've hit upon a lot here today, but maybe as we start to wrap up, is there anything you want to recap, else we didn't get to. For our listeners, we do have a lot of other materials available on these topics, and there'll be links to those off of the landing page for this podcast. But Danny and his team have been involved with creating a variety of other materials around this topic. So if you want to drill into some of the things Danny's been talking about, take a look at some of the links to the landing page. But Danny, to wrap up, are there other things you want to make sure our listeners are aware of?
1: We want to reiterate here? I think you pointing out the word risk and opportunity, that's key here. We're a very robust organization. We've been around for over 100 years. I've worked across three different continents on a very deep way. I'm very proud of what the firm brings to the business community, and that is a balance between the technical and the commercial. It's very important to recognize that we can always go out and buy great tech, but that doesn't really solve the problem per se. And a lot of times it's about the economics of how much we need, when we need, and why we need it, because there are other stakeholders within the organization. Working with KPMG, and as you said in my intro, having the experience of being in the cyberspace cybersecurity environment for the last 28 years, as well as working with numerous marquee OEMs and players within the automotive ecosystem, I understand that we need to have a balance. There has to be some real economics to do what we do. I think we're poised. We've had great dialogues there. I'd love to be able to share more specifics on where we've helped clients in addressing both deep technical issues within the car, as well as how to transform the business model to actually pay for that great innovation. Look forward to talking with the market as we continue to grow out there. Great, Danny. Thank you very much for your time. This has been both
0: interesting and insightful, and certainly a topic that virtually everyone out there can relate to and will be relating to so again thank you for your time we'll have to get you back to discuss this topic more in the future and you can find the links to the items you referenced in the show today below the podcast if you're online of course the url for that is kpmg.com slash uf slash podcast that's a wrap thanks for your participation